you really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads webcast brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. Here today to discuss the West Virginia versus Iowa State game from this past Saturday. And joining me to do so are my two co-hosts and members of the Almost Heaven Athletics family. We have Steven. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? And we have Bradley. Uh, how's it going, everybody? Well... It's going uh, two two straight losses, but I think it's kind of a tough slate of the schedule that we all saw coming here in October. So West Virginia dropped uh, 38 to 14 against Iowa State, dropped to three and three overall, and one and two in Big 12 play thus far. Um, opening thoughts as far as uh, Saturday's game goes. Uh, what do you got, Bradley? Uh, well, Saturday I went to the game with my parents. I'm sure it's a little oh, very nice. My parents came up here. Yeah, it was nice. I had a wonderful time. We had dinner at the hotel and went to the game and you know I, I had a good time at the game at night. I thought we held into it into the into the fourth quarters and then just things got away from us Austin Kendall getting hurt it was just we got a lot to get into absolutely players to feel back. absolutely shorthanded uh being shorthanded didn't help was kind of shorthanded coming in and then losing some guys throughout the game made it even even harder so I was impressed with the way that they that they fought and battled um Stephen what about you anything you want to add uh, no, I, I, I wish I could say I was surprised, uh, but, you know, going into the game, I talked about it. Uh, Brock Purdy is the real deal, and uh, he just he just exploited West Absolutely. Virginia's uh, West Virginia's defense, and unfortunately that's going to be uh, the case uh, probably a couple more times this year for West Virginia, especially if we're going to have injuries and, and uh, depth issues starting to plague West Virginia like they normally do at this point in the season. So Yeah, seems to always happen, and – um, you know, Brock Purdy played as advertised. Um, and then I think that the uh, the true freshman running back that Iowa State put out there, the uh, Brees Hall, he really uh, he really made a difference in the game too. I think once they went to him, yeah. their whole offense changed, and he was uh, he was really making some noise out there, right, guys. I think he's going to be a good one for them uh, moving forward. Stopping the run was a big issue uh, this past Saturday, I think, and because you know even with Keith Washington out, and even after Hakeem Bailey went out, I thought the secondary played uh, pretty decently. I thought what kind of really hurt was the uh, play of our linebackers trying to cover those tight ends and those crossing routes in the middle. It seemed like every third down they would run a guy over the middle on a crossing route and, you know, Shea Campbell or Tonk or whoever was in at the time would let him run right across their face and, and then it would get that uh, open for that first down. So I think that that uh, hurt a little bit. But um, let's talk about the these uh, injuries. Uh, Keith Washington uh, missed the game due to injury. Uh, still don't know what his status is. Don't know what the status is of a lot of these injuries. Uh, Neil Brown's hopefully going to uh, update them at his upcoming press conference. We're recording on Monday. Uh, his press conference is tomorrow, so hopefully we'll find out a little bit about that. And then, of course, Austin Kendall going down on the first series. The game didn't help at all. Um, Martel Petaway didn't play. Looks like they're going to plan to redshirt him and hopefully bring him back next season if everyone stays healthy. But uh, what are your guys' thoughts on these injuries and kind of how they'll affect West Virginia uh, moving forward potentially? What do you think, Stephen? Uh, it seems like a never-ending story when it comes to the injuries for West Virginia. Um, you know, you get so far down the line in a season, and all of a sudden uh, your best player gets hurt, 
then your next best player gets hurt. And then, you know, you going back to Carl Joseph and Will Greer and, you know, all these big guys. But, um, <clears throat> you know, for West Virginia right now, it's – I don't want to say a positive, but it could be could be used as a positive to get other guys some looks in the game because, I mean, we're already mm-hmm. trying to throw in some different guys in there. Um, look, West Virginia at this point in the season – I, in my mind, wasn't going to win these games anyway. We're too young. We're too inexperienced. I've been saying it since the preseason. I think in the preseason, I picked them to, to lose, what, four games in a row with this stretch? Mm-hmm. You did. Texas through Baylor? Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's not changing. I'm sorry. I hate to be cynical. I'm not trying to be. I'm just trying to be realist. Uh, but, you no, know, I, these I injuries are going to happen. You know, <clears throat> I, it just, it's just, they're just going to happen. It seems to me like they, they happen every single year. So if you're West well, my, Virginia, I think you just got to plan for it and, and just, I don't know, recruit better depth, I guess. Well, my argument, which I think, well, which I believe Neil Brown will. Yeah. I was gonna say, that's a Neil Brown, Dana Holgerson thing. I feel like that's going to be, True. we, we've always, for the past umpteen years, we've been bringing in transfers and having to give them all the snaps, all the reps, giving them everything just to get them used to the system within, you know, a season as they transfer in and now we're actually going to be recruiting kids who are going to be learning our system now for a year or two before they ever even have a seat in game action and that's just that's a difference and yeah it looks worse this year because you know we're working with you know, a very small hand but you know yeah and when it comes to building that depth you know West Virginia's definitely moving towards that and building those guys from high school I mean look you can look right now all the true freshmen playing on on both sides of the ball but especially on defense on on Saturday you know those guys in you know two three four years are going to be um, you know big trouble if they you know get time yeah, to develop like they are yeah, I mean, yeah those I true think, freshmen they look good yeah I think that we've attacked aggressively we'll, we've just taken the stance of next man up and that that hungry mentality and I think it's really served them well I don't think they're I haven't seen them put one kid in there that didn't seem like he was ready. I mean, look at Tyke Smith. Oh, he's playing that lights out. out. Lights out. Kerry Martin as well. Kerry Martin, I've been really improved. Kerry Martin's really improved since the the beginning of the season. Can you guys imagine in four years if those two are still, like, seniors together? Absolutely. And I'll tell you – well, uh, that would Nick, be the scary. Nick, Nick Troy Fortune. That would be DBU. I was oh, getting Troy ready to Fortune. say that, Cruz. Yeah. Nick Troy Fortune is Good a former. stud. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, he. I mean, of course, he had a couple mistakes, which is to be expected. True freshman making your first start, but I thought that even when he did have those mistakes, he bounced back nicely. I know in, the, I believe it was in the first half, uh, they. Uh, Iowa State ran a play. The guy beat him. Probably would have been a touchdown, but he dropped the pass. Iowa State came back to that same play later in the game. Nick Troy Fortune was all over the guy and broke up the pass. So that shows you right there in game he's learning from learning from his mistakes. And I, I was really impressed with him because I was really nervous with Keith Washington being out, but he really stepped up. Yeah, right. Well, you see things like that, it makes you excited, you know, because as a freshman, you don't really see that maturity level a lot. So. To be able to bounce back to a play like that, I think that's really that speaks volumes. I'm you, I think it has a lot to do with the program that we're building. I think we build that kind of mentality, you know. I think I think I'm so. That defense in general has been, you know, a bit of a bright spot. But I think you can look at the play of the corners and the secondary as a real bright spot. You know, um, Jamal Dyes come in and coach those corners up. All, every corner that we have looks improved technique-wise, coverage-wise, everything. I think that our corners have really taken a, a big step forward this season, whether it's the true freshmen that have played or Hakeem Bailey has made strides in his game. And Keith Washington, I think, is having uh, quietly one of the better seasons in the Big 12 for a corner, if not the best season for a Big 12 corner right now. 
Absolutely. I think so, too. Um, I just want to touch on the Jamal Adai hire for a second. I think that, other than the Neil Brown hire over the the offseason, was my favorite. Uh, Jamal Adai is probably my favorite Mountaineer. uh, Oh, yeah, he's he's up there. I'm also I'm also a big fan of Vic Coney though. Oh yeah, gotta love that guy at work. Cracks me. As I see game, as the games go along, I, I like Vic Vic Coney as well, and it really took took a lot from me because I was a really big uh, Tony Gibson fan. Oh yeah. Uh, although I wasn't a three three five fan, I really liked Tony Gibson, but I I really have uh, come to like Vic Coney as well. Yeah, I, I love his defense, and his interview, his uh, press conferences are always a great watch. One of my favorites to watch. <laughs> sure. Yeah, they are. He's got some quotable lines. But, really uh, funny. Almost really as interesting as Huggins' interviews. Oh, yeah. Not quite, Almost. Not quite there yet. That takes the cake still. He, he, likes, to pick it, he likes to pick some of the potatoes on the buffet line. It's funny. <laughs> 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 but uh, flipping over to the other side of the ball, um, the elephant in the room right now, I think, is uh, the quarterback position. Um, you know, Austin Kendall got some hate throughout the season we've really kind of backed him up here on the podcast saying that you know he's kind of done what he needed to do especially in you know critical situations he's managed the games well yeah he's made some mistakes uh, some of that's you know maybe on inexperience with him and between him and the receivers receivers have made some mistakes as well but I think that um, on Saturday you saw kind of how important of a role Austin Kendall has played to this team now it also goes to show that, you know, you game plan with one quarterback, your other quarterback doesn't get a lot of reps, so you've got to change the game plan when he goes in, which you saw what you have to do. But moving forward, um, if Austin Kendall is unable to go uh, – for an extended period of time, what are your guys' thoughts on where West Virginia should go with the quarterback position? Are you okay with them, you know, coaching Jack Allison up and game planning for him, letting him, you know, ride it out? Or do you want to see him uh, possibly pull the red shirt off Daigie, maybe give Trey Lowe a shot? Uh, what are your guys' thoughts here at the quarterback position moving forward? Uh, what do you think, Bradley? Uh, I don't. I was actually very surprised when we went up with Jack Allison in the game. I think a lot of people were. I, I, told, I told my parents because I said, you know, We've already I said that on the podcast one time before. I said we've already spent a lot of time investing money into one junior quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel comfortable putting that into Jack Allison. Seems a great guy. He he did look good. I didn't think he looked awful. Yeah, he looked he looked better than he, he had ever had before. Jack Allison is a great thrower. I definitely know. had his definitely had his best game. I think. Well, maybe not as well. Anyway, he, I thought maybe we'd see Trey Low. I even told my parents, I said, you know, let me see Jared Daigie. He's got four games. Let me see a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm really surprised Neil Brown still hasn't peeled back some of those some of those other quarterbacks. We've been very – I mean, I guess we did see Austin, you know, he was doing – he was improving, but now with an injury, I'm still supporting him 100%, but if he can't play, I'd like to see one of these other quarterbacks. Have we yeah, found – have so. we had a diagnosis on the injury? Uh, you know, leaving the game Saturday, I was – I was hearing everything from a dislocated shoulder to a torn pec muscle to. I heard uh, chest. You know, I, I, yeah, I think it's, I was I hearing think more it's chest, chest area. I think it's chest, but they haven't really specifically said. See, the thing is, if it's a if it's a pec muscle, that I, I think that you know, especially if he's pulled a pec muscle or something, then that might knock him out for the remainder of the year, or at least for a few games, if it is. But they're saying chest, so I I don't know what the what the extent yeah, or I was, I was of thinking it, if it was either the dislocated shoulder or the torn pec, he was going to be out for the yeah. season. Well, yeah, and that because that's on. That was on his throwing arm, you know, so it's going to be his throw inside. So, I like know. I said, it might be, it might be well, something that's okay, nagging because I saw him in like an air cast that worked a couple yeah, weeks ago during the Texas. 
If I'm Neil Brown, if I'm Neil Brown, I'm already telling you right now, I'm not playing my best quarterback this weekend. Uh, well, and if he's not 100%, why? There's no need. There's no need to. You know, I mean, I, I mean, think, if I'm being honest, there's yeah, no need to. to. Not to sound ludicrous, um, to touch on the quarterback situation, I would start Jack Allison this weekend. I would start Jack Allison the next weekend, or Trey Lowe, depending on how Jack Allison looks this weekend. And then the final four games of the season, you start Jared Diggy. Yeah, Save Jared I, I, I could see until that. You have, until the games you have that are winnable games. I'm not well, saying that I, you oh, should like, idea, expect to lose to Oklahoma and Baylor. I'm not saying that. but I understand, I understand where you're coming from with that. But uh, my thing also is um, I think the offense looked really conservative with Jack Allison in there. Didn't see a lot of downfield shots. The ones he did throw were way off target. But and I think Iowa State figured out, you know, we couldn't throw it long. So, you know, in the second half, they was able to stifle us uh, on that. But I think part of that's also – that he wasn't worked into the game plan, you know, in practice. So they kind of had to switch things up. But and then at the same time, you know, I think that why, if you play in Oklahoma, you know, you're going to have to, you might as well pull everything out of the bag you got. So why not play uh, Jared Dagey or Trey Lowe if you're going to do it? Because uh, that's a quarterback that Oklahoma doesn't have any film on with your with your team. So, I um, mean, that's, that's another thing that you could throw out there as somebody that they're not going to be really able to prepare for because there's no no film to watch for those guys, you know. Yeah, it's 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 I a just, catch catch twenty two uh, because it's know, a rough situation for WWE yeah, football. I, it is. I do. I wouldn't be I surprised if Neil Brown line. does what Steven said. I feel like that's going to be. I think, but then you're going to for the final four. Yeah, yeah. We, but, but if we win those games, I mean, is he going to play in the bowl game? You can't do that. You can't play in the bowl game. No, yeah. you can. You can. They changed the rule. Yeah, you can. You can play, but it has to be part of your four, your four games. Like, so you would have to play three in, in the bowl game, I believe. I they I, they, unless they changed it, I thought that it was just four, but it could be the bowl game still. But it, I don't, I'm not 100 percent sure. But I thought that like if it, it, you get four total, so th- it would be three, including the bowl game. Well, I don't I know. I thought, have to look I that they up. Changed it from four in the bowl game. It might Maybe. be. If so, that's even better. But um, so that's that's the thing. Like I think most likely, which what would be most likely is if Kendall can't go, you go ahead and go with Allison, and you probably see Allison come out starting. And you know, kind of like what Bradley said, just kind of judge based on that performance going forward. If Kendall's out for a while, uh, what you want to do then? If you want to stick with Allison and try and coach him up, or if you want to try, you know, Dakey, uh for those four games, or give Trey Lowe a shot even. But um, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see, especially after you know more, after you hear what uh, the status of Austin Kittle is moving forward. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens at that uh, at that quarterback spot. Yeah, I would even say Trey Lowe, but you know, I I trust Neil Brown, and there's got to be a reason that he's not putting Trey Lowe in there and he's putting Jack Allison in his spot. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's trust. yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. part of me. Part of me hopes that he would move on to a Trey Lowe because I would like to see what a Neil Brown offense would look like behind, you know. Same. Well, it gives you an added dimension that you haven't <laughs> had. You know, I mean, Kendall was running some, but he's not explosive as it I gives you a more could be. More Pat White aspect to an offense that we've had that we haven't had in a while. Yeah, I mean, you don't know what the guy's got till he gets out there on the field. But uh, I don't know. You know, maybe he's maybe he's not ready. Maybe he doesn't have full grasp of the offense. You know, it's it's hard to know without without knowing. But I think he's definitely got the athletic ability. Yeah. But I uh, digress. Um, you know, it's can talk quarterbacks all day because it's kind of just a yeah. guessing game right now at this at this point. But um, what about Jack the Allison uh, doesn't have a running ability? <laughs> yeah, 
Exactly. It's <laughs> Austin Kendall was finally showing a little bit more of his. Austin Kendall actually, you know, before he got bit. injured, that he had a couple good runs right there on that on that first drive. And then Yeah, he was he, he looked a, he looked good on a couple runs last week as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's shown he he has that ability. So I mean, you know, Just I, I, knock I that rust that's off. what I hate about the injury. I feel like he was getting progressively better as the season went on, you know, turnover issues aside, uh what have you, whoever's fault you think that is. <laughs> whatever whole different discussion but i thought that he was improving you know game to game for sure as as i think the whole team has yeah vastly i really do Absolutely. you know even though we're losing these couple of games you're playing a lot better competition oh yeah you're I getting mean, a big 12 play you're going to play these type of you know these types of opponents so yeah we try to keep reminding ourselves this is only helping us for the future i mean this is oh, just, yeah and west virginia is uh, not coming out and getting Molly whopped, you know, they're fighting. They're in the in these ball games. We were, Both yeah, these we past two games they were in for three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. It only looks so bad because of the fourth quarter. And that was when everybody got hurt. And we were yeah. playing our third string players. So Absolutely. You know, and the, well that just goes back to depth. You know, we're hanging with, you know, the better teams in the conference for three quarters. When we get depth, you know, it's you know, it's gonna be a four quarter battle and you know it's gonna be quality depth like we talked about earlier with exactly. you know, high school recruits and people that want to build a program, not a yeah, not just uh, not just going year to year. You know, you're building guys up for throughout their careers. Let's not forget that you know he wasn't left with you know the best class of recruits coming into WVU this year. That's true. Well, and I think that you know a lot of these guys they didn't think they would have to play right away. You know, when you get Kerry Martin Jr., you still had uh, Kenny Robinson, you still had Derek Pitts. You know, they didn't think that these guys would be playing, and they've been, you know, thrust into playing, you know, a lot of snaps. And so that kind of speaks to the job that coaches have done to get these guys ready to play when they weren't thinking that these young guys, they had a lot of them wouldn't have to play as much as they have. Yeah, you know, they kind of just get thrust thrown into the fire. Mm-hmm. And it's sink or swim. Oh uh, yeah, gotta... I think, and I think you've seen improvement. And like, I think if you look at the team that took the field against Missouri, and look at the team these past two weeks, it's it's night and night and day difference in how much the so, team has improved. Oh yeah, and you know, and that's the big thing that we were talking about, you know, in the season prediction roundtable that you're kind of looking for this season is more so than wins or losses. You're wanting to see how these coaches handle the game situations and how this team improves game to game. And I think they've improved vastly from, you know, game one to, to game six uh, Saturday. Yeah. And I've been saying it all season. I think for West Virginia right now, it's about finding your identity and still yet West Virginia has not done yet. No, done I that. don't think so. I don't unless think you so. want, unless our identity is not having an offensive line <laughs> because that right now is our identity. Man, that running game is really, really reverted the past couple, couple of weeks you know it's maybe a nice little tray little really, tray low action really to loosen that up point. yeah something Letty I, has looked nice at times i think I, that I, Letty I brown that. should be the team's number one back i just i mean only had honestly I, yards this weekend, but you don't really yeah. do much but that's why i just thought the offense was really moved a lot better when we had Letty in there i thought you know no offense to kennedy mccoy i love kennedy but i thought when we went back to him at the beginning of the second half the offense stalled and i thought when we had Letty brown he was getting you know two to four yards instead of getting you know negative one yards or you know losing yards or something i really like letty brown i think that especially with the way your offensive line struggled kind of he can still take that hit and you know fall forward and get a couple yards and i think that's what you need right now oh absolutely yeah and you got to have the backs that look the best right now in there because you got to get what you can take oh yeah, yeah. absolutely 
And, and you know, speaking of, speaking of the running backs, um, uh, what, do you, what do you guys think of this uh, Martel Petaway situation? Supposedly, they just want to not like the Jelani Stewart situation in which Jelani is going to enter the transfer portal um, after redshirting. But uh, Martel Petaway, they held him out of the one game, so he had only played four games. So they're going to redshirt him this season, bring him back, you know, stay around the program, and bring him back next year to be a senior. Uh, personally, I, I like the move. It'll give you another senior yes. leader at the running back position next year. So you have Kennedy McCoy this year and then Petaway next year, and you have a senior leader that's experienced both years um what are you guys thinking about this uh anything you want to add bradley i like to move i was honestly thinking that this was good something like this was going to happen anyway because we just had too much talent at the running back you know what i mean like we've got to learn to spread it out a little bit more i knew we were on a collision course to either just like really waste some quality talent or we were gonna have to like make some moves like this mm-hmm. so i'm glad to see that you know martel petaway because i love martel petaway i think he's a good running back i think he really wants a better lines in front of him i think he'll do better you know he's got that He's had a couple oh, yeah. of big plays, you know. And so to to see him redshirt and come back for the next year and really space out some of the talent that we were, you know, heavy at the top with would, you know, I mean, that's just another step for next year, you know. That's... Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, that uh, decision to sit him out of the ga- that game earlier in the season really makes a lot more sense now. And I don't know if the coaches had that in mind at the time, but if so, then they were they were really thinking ahead and kind of goes back to the attention to detail thing uh, with Neil Brown, if that yeah. was indeed the plan. Um, Stephen, what about you? Anything you want to add? I personally love the move. Uh, I think, like you said, it adds another senior leader to the team next year. I think the, you know, next year we'll have a more experienced, better offensive line. <clears throat> and so uh, that, you know, could mean a better and productive year for Martel Petaway. So, I personally like the move. Absolutely. I think it's well deserved because he's put his time in for uh, you know as a Mountaineer, and uh, so yeah. I, and you know I, he I had really that redshirt. He had that redshirt. He was supposed to take his freshman year and had to get it pulled late in the season with you know two or three games left uh, back in uh, 2016, I believe it was. So uh, you know he kind of deserved that because you know he should have had a redshirt year that year. And if they yeah, had and I mean he showed out that year too. He really produced with the time he had. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think his first game he had 30-some carries, 180 yards or something like that. So, yeah, yeah definitely. I'd actually forgotten about that. I forgot they had to pull his red shirt. I yeah, remember – I believe it was against Iowa State, actually, if I remember correctly. I How ironic. How ironic yeah. would that be? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And I also think this is going to encourage Letty Brown a little bit because it's going to pull some of those minutes. Like They're, they're going to free up some more minutes for Letty Brown. Yeah, so that's maybe true. Trying, and maybe that'll – Speaking of the running back position. Fighting for that minutes. Truck Edwards is a Mountaineer. Oh, don't really? know if you guys have heard about that. No, yeah. I did not know that. When uh, when yeah, did this uh, posted as, on his Instagram the other day in a Mountaineer practice uniform? So oh, he's, wow. either, so... he's either just uh, attending training camp or <laughs> or he's a Mountaineer. Oh, well, that's that's awesome. That's so that's uh, exciting news. That guy, that guy was tough uh, in high school. Uh, so I mean. If, you know, he he could develop into a, you know one of those one of those walk on guys that you know end up getting some playing time. Yeah, he, uh, he he went to Pitt and uh, you know didn't really I guess get to see the minutes that he'd like to see transferred out. You know, uh, I had heard I had heard you know around the rumor mill that he might have you know be transferring to WVU, but uh, you know didn't really know that it was going to be true until I seen. I think it was a couple of days ago that I seen that. Wow, that's yeah. I didn't know that. I like that. That's a that's a good move, really. Exciting news, especially when you think about all the other uh, the other guys from this area that we could be getting 
next year and the year oh, yeah. after. Well, and it, it preaches to, you know, Neil Brown's uh, strategy that he wants to try and keep these West Virginia guys home, even so as to the point, you know, going to get uh, getting a West Virginia guy that, you know, uh, initially they didn't, you know, really go after. Yeah, and I'm, yep. I got lucky enough. I finally, you know, got the, got the gusto to say something to Neil Brown the other day. I said, you know, he was the talk of my hometown, being from mm-hmm. Princeton. You know, everybody loves seeing him at a Bluefield game. And oh, he was yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He was like, you know, he said, that's a wonderful stadium. He said, he loved the stadium. So, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. I was like, you know, it's good, I to, think know. It's, good to see him down yeah. at Bluefield. The first Bluefield game I missed this year. <laughs> and, he and, it, and I'll tell you what, I think that uh, I, I'm not wrong by saying this, but uh, you never saw Dana Holgerson in a Bluefield game. I, hell, I don't even not know if Dana once. Holgerson knows where Bluefield is. <laughs> yeah, I don't even – the only thing Dana Holgerson knows about the lower half of the state is where the Chuck Bethina Center is, and that's only because they came here for the, the coach's caravan every year, <laughs> which I attended, and I don't think he remembered much of it. I can tell you that much. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds pretty yeah, accurate. Yeah, he was, uh, he was definitely on the, uh, the partier side of things. Yeah, that's, that's, true, that's a true statement. You know, uh, I think that uh, – Everybody uh, has heard the heard the rumors, if you can really call them rumors at this point. Yeah, <laughs> he's a Red but, Bull drinking uh, Red Bull. I guess you could say he spikes his Red Bull a little bit. Yeah, he spikes his Red Bull. I mean, you know, there's a reason. There's a reason he drinks uh, those Red Bulls and tries to stay, you know, hyped up. He like he enjoys being uh, being hyped up. But uh, you know, if you catch my drift, well, we, we won't off. get into that. Guys, the bullet with that one. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, on you know, talking, talking, Neil Brown, talking, recruiting. I think that he's really shown a a good effort of getting out. You know, before home games, going out to recruit on Friday nights. He's shown doing that multiple times. Take a late fright Friday night, come back, and uh, you know, coach the game on Saturday. Uh, he was in Bluefield two weeks ago before this uh, game this past week. He was in uh, Riverside recruiting some Spring Valley guys as they was playing there. So I think he's really doing a good job of getting around the state and trying to get some of the uh, top recruits in the state. Maybe that's why he hasn't been to dinner the past couple of weeks. I, I think so, because I think that uh, he's been taking those uh, late recruiting trips. So probably been uh, skipping out to go recruit, which which I'm fine with. I can believe. Yeah, yeah I love the uh, the hometown recruiting. I think it really. You know, Dana talked that you know about it whenever he started the WVU that he was going to do that, and then it just kind of trickled out. You know, Neil I Brown think... has really gone out on the recruiting trail and actually got these guys that are in state and. You know, yeah. for the most part, right now you're seeing a lot of guys that are interested in WVU more so than what you've seen in the past. I was kind of hoping, I was kind of hoping if Tennessee tanked enough, Darnell Wright would like to come back. Oh, uh, I was hoping to see him hit, yeah, him hit the transfer. He looks pretty, he looks, he looks pretty committed to Tennessee. Yeah, you know? I think uh, he's, I he's been playing a West good bit, I believe. That's what I expect out of the West Virginia boys. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, they're they're gonna show out. I mean, look at those Stills brothers, man, still doing the thing. Still doing the thing. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be wreaking havoc for a couple more years. Kerry Martin, West Virginia boy. Kerry Martin, West Virginia boy. I mean, uh, you know that most. Uh, if you look at that defensive line, it's you know West Virginia heavy. You got Reese Donahue, Reese the Donahue, Steels brothers. Yeah. Uh, you know Jalen Thornton's uh, from Ohio, but you know Dad John Thornton. So I mean, you know you got that West Virginia flavor on that defensive line. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I love seeing it personally because I think I don't know. I, to me, it seems like there's more West Virginia homegrown talent. On the rosters now, than you know, definitely in the most in in recent years. Oh yeah, but I also sure. think that speaks volumes to how well West Virginia football is progressing. Yeah, I agree. True. I agree. You're seeing more more higher rated uh, 
recruits. You know, you're seeing three, four star guys coming out of West Virginia. You know, which you know, you know, back ten five years. Star, ago, I mean, we had we had Darnell Wright, a five star, just coming yeah, out. You know, Darnell Wright, um, top ten people in the country. You know, that's yeah. huge. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's, we I need to down downplay the uh, the idea that West Virginia doesn't have those top recruits. They, the thing is, they don't have them in you know a big quantity. You're not going to get. Uh, pro- you know, you're not going to get 100 D1 recruits out of West Virginia, probably. But the ones that you do get are going to be quality guys, you know, year in and year out, I feel like. Absolutely. Well, you're also seeing more kids just to go to, like, these really good schools, like Tulane and, you know, some of these little bit smaller schools, but they're still getting good quality showtime, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But, so... um. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've uh, covered everything uh, pretty well this week. You know, talked a little bit more about West Virginia's personnel and, uh, you know, moves than the game itself, really. But, I mean, the game itself, there really wasn't too much too much to discuss this week. I mean, you know, everybody everybody saw how it went down. You know, West Virginia tied it up before half at 14. Then we want to conduct second a half, positive show. Yeah, second half virtually <laughs> non-existent. So you got to kind of find some talking points. And, I mean, you got to believe that we did – we did go into a game only down by a touchdown, you know, going into the fourth quarter, basically. Oh, yeah. you know I, mean? like, I don't believe we played awesome. a bad football game. I know a lot Especially of people would given the circumstances, with Austin yeah. Kendall going out. Well, I think you know it just speaks to the to the brightness of the future again. You know, but if you would have told me if you would have told me that Austin Kendall was going to go out, I wouldn't have thought that we only scored one offensive touchdown. Uh, yeah, especially if you tell me he goes out on the first on the first series, I would have yeah, thought, oh, sure. man, we're in trouble. And you know, but. I, Tell me we only score one touchdown was still kind of baffling. I figured even Winchuk House would score at least two touchdowns. Yeah, well. And then a beautiful pick six by Tyke Smith. Well, the crazy thing is, you know, all the star power West Virginia had last year, you know, this year they put up more total yards. You know, as much as the offense struggled, they put up more total yards against Iowa State this year than they did last year. They put up 190 this year. I think they had 152 or something like that okay. last year. Well, that so. Iowa State game last year was abysmal, okay? Yeah, that was, that was awful. That was awful. that game ever again. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm fine with erasing it from my memory. Well, that was the point I was making, is if they did that to the NFL-caliber team that they, you know, destroyed last year, did you really expect it to be any different this year? Yes. Very true. But the, the thing, the <laughs> that thing is, that's hopefully, you know, I don't think two games necessarily establishes a trend. But if you look at last week against Texas and then you look at this past Saturday against Iowa State, West Virginia is in both games, uh, come out in the second half in the third quarter. The defense plays good. They're getting stops. And the offense, you know, can't do anything in, in the second in the second half, especially the third quarter. So your defense gets worn down by the fourth, and you know the team pulls away in the fourth. So you know that's two games in a row. Hopefully it's not a trend developing, but that's definitely something I noticed for sure is the similarities in the second halves of both these past two games. Yeah, I think you go into yeah. this game this Saturday, praying that nobody gets hurt. Yeah, I think right. that's your like main. That's your main. That's thing. your main. Got to be your main focus at this point. I mean, not losing by forty-eight space. Yeah, but. and you know, try and try and you know, just try and get better every week. That's that's what West Virginia needs to do. You know. Yeah, which I think they have. I think uh, you know, I've noticed small positives. <clears throat> you know, every single week, whether that be from you know the defensive standpoint or from an offensive standpoint, and I think it's hard to see some of those positives from time to time. Like you know, you you have Austin Kendall throw four interceptions against Texas. It's hard to look at the positives, but you know, you look at. How many, you know, his his completion to, uh, you know, incompletion ratio, 
pretty darn good. Yeah. I thought yeah. he played one of his best games of the season despite those four interceptions. So, uh, no, I yeah. agree. I, mean, I agree. Really I mean, career high on touchdowns, career high on yards, you know. And I that's just that's just one example. I think, you know, when you look at Tyke Smith, when you look at, you know, on the defensive line, you got the Steels brothers and you got, you know, some of the, all these guys stepping in from game to game. Mm-hmm. I, I, to sure. me, it speaks volumes how well these guys are playing, having to step in on a game notice. Yeah, that's what I'm and, saying. Good. I was going to say with the, you know, I was just going to add, you know, as far as stepping up with the injuries at receiver, you know, Sam James a little dinged up, Sean Ryan's out, TJ Simmons has really stepped up the past couple of weeks. Yeah. TJ Simmons has looked absolutely amazing. Absolutely, especially to me because I've been starting him in my in my college fantasy lineup. So hey, that even, makes it even better then. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what I was just say is if there's one thing I feel like I haven't worried about is this team's drive, is this team's motivation. You know what I mean? I felt like they've trusted in it, even though they've oh, taken yeah. their licks, they've taken their beatings, they've gotten hurt. You know, they don't they're seem still, down. No, they don't they seem, seem down, down about themselves. No, they I, see they're, they're, they're not going into this Saturday thinking that they're going to lose this game. No. no, they're they're going to come out no. and they're going to fight and they're going to battle. That's that's one thing that we've seen from this team is that you know they're fighting. They don't care to fight. And what does and what does it mean? Okay, so think about this. You know, you lose the game like you did to Iowa State this past weekend. I mean, it's not that bad of a loss until you look at the fourth quarter, right? If you go into this Saturday and you play somewhat competitive against Oklahoma. What does that mean for, you know, the rest of the season for West Virginia, especially if you start someone like Jack Allison and you still have a competitive game against them? Well, at this point, you know, the line's, I think, 33 and a half. I mean, you know, sure. I mean, if you, yeah, I'm saying (laughs) if if, if you lose by, if you lose by two, two, three touchdowns, I mean, isn't that better than what you were expected to do? You know? Yeah. It's at B state Michigan level. That's how, that's how high the, uh, yeah. Line is. Oh yeah, it's up there. I, I I was surprised when I seen that. I mean, I don't know when the last time I seen West Virginia, you know, expected to get beat that that badly, really. And I think I think it speaks more to Oklahoma and how how good they've looked than it does, you know, West Virginia, you know, looking bad or anything. I think it's just more of Oklahoma. Jalen hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's gonna hurts. it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. I will say, if anything, you know, I'm not. Big Oklahoma fan, but you know, being a Big Twelve fan, it's been nice to sit back and watch some of these really great quarterbacks come through here. Absolutely, I, like, even though I, you're yeah. losing to them, like it's still wonderful to watch them play some. As a football lover, sitting there and watching say, all the other games are fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, and, and Lincoln Riley, I, I really like to watch. You know, some of the plays he designs and and everything. He's really, really a great offensive mind, and some of the stuff they do on offense is just stuff that I've like. I've never seen that play ran before, and it's it's really impressive how you know these quarterbacks do great. But a lot of the time, I think it's the way he's scheming it up too, because these receivers will be wide open. I mean, you know, it's, of, it's crazy. Neil Brown does some of that stuff too. Neil Brown. Oh does yeah, that. absolutely. I agree. I agree. I think I think it's remarkable how well of a coach Lincoln Riley really is. I mean, if you really think about it, when Bob Stoops retired, in my mind, I was like, oh, we're beating Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Year. I thought I was like, they're taking a step <laughs> back. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And they did not skip a beat. If they, if anything, they got better. I was about to say, I think Lincoln Riley did nothing but make them better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's a hell of a coach. That's, that's, that's for sure. And I think we've got a hell of a coach ourselves. You know, I, I think, think so you too. know, as Bradley said, Absolutely. team's improved. Everybody's, you know, behind them. I think that you can look at the way Jack Allison played 
Saturday versus how well he played in the bowl game. And you can tell he was coached up a lot more throughout this season, even though he wasn't even the starting quarterback getting a lot of reps. He was still coached up more and, you know, made better decisions and um, everything on Saturday, I thought. I mean, in the bowl game, let's let's be honest. He wasn't coached in the bowl game to win that game. I, I don't even know and if he was, in a few times you seen at all. <laughs> I was say, the coach didn't even show up. Anyway, <laughs> last season before the bowl game, I thought Jack Allison looked very well. I mean, on the very few plays he came in, he looked yeah, really good. Action, he came did. in for, what, a 40-some yard touchdown at one point? Yeah, exactly. Against the Baylor Bears? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's looked what, really good. That's what kind of surprised me on Saturday is, you know, in the mop-up duty, we've seen him throw down the field accurately, but it seemed like Saturday the only accurate throws he could make were, you know, 10 to 15 yards downfield. If he was trying to throw 20 or more yards downfield, it wasn't, you know, anywhere near, which I was like, I don't know. I thought that, yeah, I thought that he had a good arm, but his, his accuracy on the, on the deep ball was questionable. Yeah. People forget he was a top 15 recruit, you know, quarterback coming at, out of high school. He was oh, in yeah. Austin Kendall. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Both, both were four stars and Jack Allison was higher. Yep, you know, but going to him, sitting in Miami on the bench for a year, do things to you. Very true, very true. <laughs> so I, I don't know, but uh, I think that you know, if Austin Kendall can't go, uh, having a game plan specifically designed for Jack Allison, if he's who you go with, which you know is probably most likely, I think we can all agree that's probably most likely. But um, having a game plan specifically designed for him that for that week and him getting the reps that week, I think that he probably would look even better. Uh, you know, coming up next week, if, if that happens to be the case. Yeah. yeah, or, you know, if if you don't feel that confident with it, you could always go dual quarterback system and just use yeah. Trey Lowe and well, Jack Allison. You know, we've like- seen – We've seen Kennedy McCoy run the Wildcat in the past. I don't, I don't, wouldn't put it past to to be able to see it, you know, moving forward in this season. This is this is the game to pull stuff like that out. Of, yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, you're Neil Brown. You know, gonna pull out all the stops, you know, trying, especially if you're gonna. I'm excited to see him get funky for once. I'm excited. Yeah, to see him exactly. Because I think you know, obviously they're gonna want to keep the ball out of Oklahoma's offense's hand, and you know, you're gonna need extended drives to do that, running the clock. So, I mean. Wildcat's definitely an option to be able to hang on to the ball, possess the ball, and possibly move down the field at a you know slow pace and keep their offense off the field. So we'll see. I mean, you can see how they handled this game, though. Oh yeah, I am. I am as well. I am as well. So um, anyway, uh, kind of wrapping up uh, Iowa State, I guess, with uh, this recap. Um, West Virginia, as we said, falls to three and three, one and two on the season so far in Big 12 play. Um, match up with the Oklahoma Sooners in Norman coming next Saturday. That'll be at noon on Fox. Um, pretty much uh, it. feel like we've uh, covered it pretty good. Um, any final thoughts you guys have in regards to the uh, Iowa State game from this past Saturday or anything you want to add as far as final thoughts? Uh, what do you got, Bradley? You know, at the end of the game, I was sitting there, and, you know, I was kind of bummed about the game. I was talking to my mom. I was like, you know, we can we can go if you want to. She's like, no. She's like, we're gonna stay. We're gonna cheer the players off as they come off. So I was like, all right, mom, we're gonna go down here. We're gonna cheer the players as they come off. And, you know, I just kept telling them, guys, trust the climb. And oh that's, yeah, that's that's, that's all it is. That's you know, I think that's a good message for the you know the team and and the fan base as well for sure. Yeah, don't be sad. Be hungry. Exactly. Um, like Neil Brown said, uh, disappointed, not discouraged. If anything, I, I'm encouraged about the potential in the coming years. Um, Stephen, what about you as far as uh, final thoughts this week? 
No, that's all I was going to say. Just trust the climb. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, in two years, West Virginia is going to be a doggone good football team. And, uh, you know, all these fair weather fans can come out and they'll, enjoy it then. But yeah, they'll be back on then. That's what I keep they'll saying. Be back, you know? yeah. Like if the, the ones that are down right now, you know, 2020, 2021, they'll be the same ones that are saying, you know, West Virginia is awesome. You know, so. I don't know where everybody is in the summertime when Neil Brown and us and you know, all these other media outlets are like, you know, we're really young. We're not going to be very good. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is you got these fans now, don't pay attention to the surprised. news. Don't don't form expectations. They just come out every Saturday, watch the game, not knowing who West Virginia has, you know what they have, and just expecting West Virginia to win every game. You know, it's right. Those those to me aren't the fans. I just yeah, I, that's just you know. It calls me. Yeah, I'm the same way. I feel the same way. But anyway, trust the climb. That's my final thoughts. Trust the climb. All right, so that will pretty much wrap up this week here on the Country Roads webcast brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at WVU Country Roads and follow Almost Heaven Athletics on Twitter at AHAthleticsWV. We'll be back later this week to preview the upcoming game against the Oklahoma Sooners. Until then, for Bradley and Steven, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz. Until next time, let's go Mountaineers. Party!